Our scripture reading this morning comes from Timothy, chapter 6, verses 6 through 12 and 17 through 19. Of course, there is great gain in godliness combined with contentment. For we brought nothing into the world so that we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with these. But those who want to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. And in their eagerness to be rich, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pains. But as for you, man of God, shun all this. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and for which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. As for those who in the present age are rich, command them not to be haughty or to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but rather on God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, generous, and ready to share, thus storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of the life that really is life. It sounds so easy, doesn't it? Take hold of the life that really is life. That's all we have to do. Problem is in the details. I love the opening line of this scripture passage. Live of life, of godliness, combined with contentment. With contentment. For we bring nothing into this world and we take nothing with us. There's the old line that I've never seen a hearse hauling a U-Haul. You can't take it with you. I mean, King Tut may have been buried with lots of stuff, but he really didn't take it with him, did he? It was just put in the ground or put in the sarcophagus or whatever they do in those Egyptian things. We are born with nothing. Actually, Ed Rhodes, he was, the last time we met for stewardship, he was preaching. We were trying to get work done and Ed was preaching. But he said, you know, we, and I'm sending, if I steal your thunder for later, I apologize, but too bad. But we come into this world with nothing, and we leave with nothing, and in the middle, all we're doing is we're moving pieces around the board. 
We're just moving pieces around the board. And the question is, where do we move them? One of the games my son loves, and he's, where is he? He loves with his mom, Risk. And it's just, it's about taking over all the territories or monopoly. It's about making all the money. And I, I hate these games. And I'd like to say that it's because I'm a, a more morally evolved person. I'm sure that's not it, because I know that's not true. But there's just something about it that just feels yucky to me. You know, you're attacking or you're doing this just to, you know, to accrue. And it just, it's, there's something about it that just makes me feel, ugh. And yet, when I have an opportunity to give something away, I feel so much better. And again, I, we are wired this way because I'm not trying to, I am not trying to say I'm some moral being because that would not be a, an accurate statement. When um, Connie was talking about you know, giving and, and her discussions with Karen about how much they would give, and I was, in, I was in seminary, I didn't have any money, and then I did after seminary I was doing, I had a little money, and so I would go to church, and I mean, I would pull $20 out, and I'd put it in the plate, and I'd think, wow, I gave 20 bucks. I gave a lot. That was the biggest bill in my wallet. And I felt really good. And then I got my first church. And I said, oh, it was pledge time, and I said, I asked Mary, I said, because she'd been a pastor for like seven, eight, about ten years. I said, how much should I pledge? And she said, well, ten percent. I said, what? Are you crazy? <laughs> That's 4,500 bucks. I was given 450 bucks, you know, because, you know, the time I, you know, whatever, whatever it was. It's like, I can't do that. She's like, yeah, you can. And you just do. And then the thing is, afterwards, I felt a whole lot better about it. I didn't feel good at the beginning about losing 4500 bucks. But once you realize, it's just money. I'm just, it's just moving around the board. That's all it is. It's just moving it around the board. And what's weird is that every time that Mary and I have said, we're going to up this and we're going to take a sacrifice, it's always come back to us. Always. And I got to tell you, I hate those preachers that say, you know, if you give to me, you know, the, the ones that say, I'm, I'm wearing a $1,000 suit, and I drive an $80,000 automobile, and I live in a $600,000 home. Actually, not here. That's not that much. Your poverty here. But somewhere else, okay, here I live in a $6 million home. I forget where I live, right? And, and I'm here to tell you that the Lord does provide. And I just want to take my gun and shoot the set. Because it's not about that. It's not about that. The Lord does provide, but not so that you give back. On the other hand, when you give generously, it does come back. Because the energy you put into this world is the energy you, you get back. If you are a negative person, the negative people will come and they will sit by you. It's true. If you're a positive person and there's two people come in the room, one of them's negative, one of them's positive, the positive person will sit by you. I love it. I was in a, I played water polo and we had a guy, he got in a fight every match. And he always blamed it on the guy he was covering. It's like I covered the guy in the whole first half, we never got in a fight. 
Never. You know, could it be uh, you? No, it's him. It's always someone else. Godliness with contentment. How many of you would be happy if you were simply content? You know, here's the problem. When do you know when you are, in the words of Scripture, piercing, you, piercing yourself with many pains? Because what you're striving for, at the same time, maybe is what God's asking you to do. How do you know that? And you don't know that without a lot of discernment, and I hate to tell you this, but without a lot of prayer. For those of you who don't like to do that, you need to get used to it. Actually, once you do, it's a lot of fun. How do you know? It's discernment. But surround yourself with people who are going to tell you, give up your time, give up your talent, give up your treasure. The other thing I often hear is, well, I don't have any money, so I don't, I'm not going to give to the church or to Kiwanis or to Rotary or to the homeless or to this or that and the other thing. And, but I can give a little bit of my time. It's like, really? You don't have any money? In my wife's last church, she was, there was a single mom on welfare who tithed. A single mom on welfare who tithed and made it work. We live in a world where there are needs. We have a joy committee who sells olive oil and, and the, the coffee that's fair trade. <laughs> so that we live in a building where we got kids that want to do this. Who run down the aisle. Who make a difference in our world. What do you want your life to feel like? Do you want your life to feel like I'm so worried about what I have that I can't give it away. Possessions are a tricky thing. If you can't give something away, do you own it or does it own you? And I'm not saying be stupid with your money. A lot of people, I love this line, uh, money is the root of all evil. Is that what the scripture said? Uh-uh. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. The lack of money is also the root of all kinds of evil as well. So this is not a celebration of poverty. This is saying, don't be so in love with your money that you can't say, I have a place to sleep, I have a place to live, I have kids. And I, I never watched the Waltons because it's kind of syrupy, but... I was flipping between channels and I landed on the Waltons and it was a commercial break everywhere else so I started watching it and you know it was the, the dad, what's the dad's name? Dad, that's it, dad. That works for me. And it's John, it's John. And he had a choice of he was going to move to New York and make a bunch of money or stay in that place on the hill on Walton's Mountain where you know, you know, they were conceived and their children were born. 
And he stayed. And he stayed. And they didn't have a lot materially. But the kids knew that they lived in a house where just love held up the walls. Stewardship, giving to the world, saying NCC loves the world, says we care about all this. There's a proverb that um, it's not it's not Jamaica, but other country that always always in trouble. Haiti. God provides but doesn't share. That's our job. That's our responsibility. So as we look at our stewardship and we look at our lives, think about when do you truly feel the most content? What makes you feel whole? What does it look like to feel like you're part of something bigger? And then act that way, trusting that God will provide. And I'm not going to say you're going to drive an $80,000 automobile and wear a $1,000 suit and a $1,000 watch, because I think that's garbage. But I'm here to tell you that God does provide. And every time I take a step out in faith, it comes back to me. Sometimes it's just in contentment, and sometimes it's materially. So far, it's always been materially. I've been very, very blessed. But it comes back to you. And that's good news. Amen.
We truly have been blessed. We are a people of deep blessings. May we, in gratitude for those blessings, give freely and generously as we collect this morning's offering. We haven't done a dog challenge in a while. Some of you love it. Come on. Stand up. Let's do it. We're going to do it. <laughs> the doxology. We're going to go wild, Pam. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Christ, all creatures here below. God, receive these offerings, receive our lives. May what we have given be symbols of our commitment to send our spirit far and wide into the world. May, be, may they be symbols of our commitment to be your people, your hands, your feet, your smile, your love. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're going to stand up. And even though we understand that God is not a man, yes, we do understand that God is beyond all that, we are still going to sing He's Got the Whole World in, our, in His Hands and sing it. Sun and the rain 
God has got you in God's hands. And these are truly good hands. So reside, rest, and then get back up and just live your life and hold on to the life that truly is life. Go with God. Amen. And go across because we got good food. Good food. Good food. Good food.